Hi everyone, welcome back to the Modern Solutions Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the oh-so-fun topic of the coronavirus vaccine. So, I figured a good place to start with this would be this new Delta variant. We all know what coronavirus is, so it'd be best to probably start talking about what may, people may not know as well as the Delta variant. It's a COVID-19 variant identified in India in December of 2020. Research shows that it is notably more infectious than Alpha, but does not appear to be more deadly. So the next question would be, what age demographic is most at risk for coronavirus? Because with the Delta variant, it's still so new, we don't know numbers to show who's really at risk from it. So according to the Heritage Foundation and the CDC, the age groups most at risk from coronavirus are people aged 55 and up. So obviously, as they're the ones in danger, they should get the vaccines. But what, is, what exactly do the vaccines do? According to Mayo Clinic, COVID-19 vaccine might prevent you from getting COVID-19 or from becoming seriously ill or dying due to COVID-19, prevent you from spreading the COVID virus to others, add to the number of people in the community who are protected from getting COVID, making it harder for the disease to spread and contributing to herd immunity, prevent the COVID virus from spreading and replicating, which allows it to mutate and possibly become more resistant to vaccines. So that's what the Delta variant is, that's who's at risk, and that's what the vaccines do. And regarding that topic specifically, lots of people are also skeptical with how the long-term portion of this of the vaccine is going to affect you, which is why lots of different Americans are reluctant to get the vaccine in the first place. And lots of other people seem to look more at this as if they're less at risk of getting uh, the coronavirus and especially this new variant due to their own circumstances which is the arguments that are going back and forth. Most people, like you mentioned, want to get herd immunity, want everyone to be vaccinated, want everything, yeah, want everyone just to get vaccinated as a whole, but other people are seeing it as no reason to, or they just don't trust the current vaccine as it immediately was created as soon as coronavirus came in. It it was created, it was the most, it was the fastest creative, um, vaccine ever in human history and now many americans are skeptical on how it was created this fast but this is the divide between the people who are vaccinated and people who are not vaccinated and now we're at a point in time where now the government is forcing everybody to wear a mask again it seemed more as if we're heading back into the time of when covid first hit us right and you bring up the point of people don't know what the vaccines do and there are some side effects to it so generally as you know you just feel really crappy after typically after the second dose predominantly with the moderna vaccine but you typically have you just feel really sick or with the johnson johnson you have more extreme side effects and you can't move your arm in some cases but mm -hmm. obviously there are some side effects and that can be with any vaccine i mean there are always going to be side effects but it just depends on how great they are but then there's the other problem and this is happening predominantly in younger people, is heart inflammation. In the U.S., there's been an increase in reported cases of my... try and pronounce this... and pericarditis after the mRNA COVID-19 vaccination, particular, particularly male adolescents and young adults aged 16 and older. Myocarditis is the inflammation of the heart muscle, while pericarditis is the inflammation of the lining outside the heart. While these are, the CDC is investigating to see if there's any relationship to the COVID vaccine. So, really, I'd, I'd, I'd argue that there is only because 
all the people that are having this uh, having heart inflammation now have got the covid vaccine so you know put one and two together but that certainly turn a lot of people off if they know something's happening with their heart one of the most vital organs in the body that definitely turn a lot of people off from wanting to get the vaccine and we also need to hit a certain topic of what you mentioned earlier um of virus mutating so as we know the virus at this point is now a uh, called the delta variant this is the current one that's spreading all over america and infecting thousands of americans at a rapid rapid pace so the question comes into play of the vaccinated people no doubt you can still be vaccinated and still get infected but the current fear as of now is what happens when this virus mutates and becomes more resistant to our current vaccines are we going to have to create are we going to have to rush for a brand new vaccine or are we going to have to get booster shots which yet again we don't know the effects of we don't know if this is going to if the side effects of the first two shots that we got are going to be more prominent in these or are they going to cause something new in our body and is it going to be more of a threat and is it even going to be effective against newer and newer variants no doubt as this virus mutates more and more it gets weaker and weaker in terms of lethality but its ability to spread grows more as time goes on and the people who are not vaccinated have a higher chance at getting infected right so you mentioned that obviously it's going to evolve i mean as i said earlier when i was defining what exactly the delta variant was I mentioned that research shows that it is notably more infectious than alpha, but does not appear to be more deadly. So it's infecting a lot more people, but it's not becoming more deadly. Yeah. So a quote from the from the Real Clear Science piece: No lethal pandemic lasts forever. The 1918 flu, for example, crisscrossed the globe and claimed tens of millions of lives. Yet by 1920, the virus that caused it had become significantly less deadly, causing only ordinary seasonal flu. So as airborne viruses evolve, they want to be the dominant virus, but they obviously they can't spread if there are no hosts. So they need hosts. So as they evolve, they'll become less deadly but more infectious. So I mean, you know with the flu, you can even if you get the like the flu vaccine or take other medications for it to prevent it, you can still get it. You'll get it and maybe you'll feel, feel pretty crappy for like 2 or 3 days, but you'll get over it. Yeah. And it's it's because The flu's still around. It's been around for so long because it's evolved to the point where it's infectious but not nearly as deadly as when it started. Like I said, like the piece mentioned the real clear science piece, the 1918 flu claimed tens of millions of lives. By 1920, it was no more than a common cold. Yeah. And the argument that we look at between two different sides is is it worth it to get the vaccine now? or depending on your environment should i not get it and lots of and of course now new mandates are being reinforced again for people to wear masks and making people get vaccinated regardless which now is not angering and agitating people once again because we finally got out of the covid surge and now it seems if we're heading right back into one again with a much more infectious covid virus but yet again the argument is still there and with fatigue of the, of the last humongous surge it's starting to grow more and more prevalent but and that's the major problem would it should we follow these 
harsh mandates that are currently being set upon and just get vaccinated and brush it off, enjoy your time, or not get it depending on your opinion or don't get it depending on if you want it or if you trust or not. Right. Well, I, well, I, I will speak to these mandates currently. It, it, it's in defiance of the science. The science says that it, you are considered fully vaccinated two weeks after you get a second dose of an mRNA COVID-19 vaccine or two weeks after you get a single dose of the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine. After you are fully vaccinated, you can return to doing activities that you might not have been able to do because of the pandemic. You can also stop wearing a mask or social distancing in any setting. So the science has shown that once you're vaccinated, you're fine. You don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to social distance anymore. So with these mandates saying now vaccinated people to do that again, do that again. They're citing science, but it's wrong science. The science proves otherwise. And currently the CDC, the study that they're citing is one from India about people with the AstraZeneca vaccine that has not been approved in the U.S., the AstraZeneca vaccine, people are still getting COVID and dying from it in India. And there's a reason it wasn't approved in the U.S. because it wasn't very good. It was denied approval, emergency approval by the FDA because it really didn't work. So you, you can't cite that as a reliable source. The vaccines here have been extremely effective, the ones that we've, that we've approved, the Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson. So it's not good to cite one that we haven't really, that we haven't approved. And this is why we have to look more in America as of now. No doubt in a later episode, we can go around the world and discuss the same issue and the same problem, but in a more broader scale due to different countries' vaccine strength levels. But definitely in America, we have the most, number one, the most numerical vaccines currently available and the strongest and more most effective vaccines in the world. So when we look at this now and these people are getting vaccinated with these strong and powerful vaccines and it and it gets rid of covid nearly entirely and you, your chances and likelihood of getting covid drop significantly so all of a sudden now we have to go back to this mandate and now people are getting upset and angry and confused on i got vaccinated why do i have to go back to this mandate because of the people who have not gotten vaccinated yet and at this point in time it's more people who have chosen not to get the vaccine right so if if i'll remind everybody the age demographic that is most at risk from covid19 currently ages 15 any or sorry not 15 55 and up my mistake 55 and up all those people within that age demographic have been offered the vaccine if they didn't take it, it's not because it wasn't offered to them. It's because they chose not to take it. All the people that have currently are not having the vaccine offered to them are at little to no risk of COVID-19. They're like the flu. The flu has a more likelihood of killing someone that's younger than the 55. Well, I shouldn't say younger, but anyone within under 21 years old. We'll say, yeah, under 21 years old. The flu has a more has a greater likelihood of leading to their death does at the moment so if they get it and they have a good immune system and they're healthy and they're fit they'll be fine it'll be a cold for them and that's also something else we have to look at more of these as and as we mentioned before this covid variant is of course less lethal but more infectious and now to this 
more and now it's spreading throughout the more unvaccinated population and the vaccinated people who have gotten covid it's either that they're completely asymptomatic or they're experiencing minor symptoms but at the same time um the people who do get covid are either have to stay home which is most of them they do have to stay home and they have to sweat it out but also some people be hospitalized completely their health and them understanding that the risk is that that covid might overcome them or might start beating them down then they have to get hospitalized and there's a possible chance that they can die which is unfortunate but at the same time it's the choice that they decided to make because at this point in time in America it's more choice not i can't get it yet right and so, you, oh, you go first oh, and now this mandate's being enforced on people who have been vaccinated as well who have a little to no chance of getting it but this mandate has now been enforced in them which is now creating a much bigger divide between is it even worth it to get vaccinated in the first place because the exact same mandate is still being placed on vaccinated people what's the difference what is changing is the problem even being fixed in the first place right and so you mentioned that people are afraid of dying or succumbing to the delta variant as i noted earlier as viruses evolve they become more infectious but far less deadly Currently, according to the UK's COE COVID symptom study, the most common symptoms for the Delta variant are the headache, fever, runny nose, and a sore throat, almost identical to the symptoms of the common cold or flu. Now, the way that they're getting this data, once someone has a confirmed COVID case, they then report their symptoms into this COE COVID symptom study, and it gets added. So the, as I said, core side effect no, not side effects, core symptoms of the Delta variant in the UK at the moment, the headache, fever, runny nose, and sore throat. So before, if you remember, it was like, it was, there was lung damage involved. One of the common side effects of COVID earlier was lung damage, which is mm -hmm. pretty severe. It can affect, it affects your lung capacity and it can screw you up down the road, give you other new, pre well, not pre-existing conditions, I guess, but it'll make it harder to breathe down the road and not allow you to do certain things that you maybe could have done before. Like maybe you can't run as far as you did. Maybe you can't lift as many weights as you could. Just if you were, if you were a physically fit person, you got, you got scarring on your lung because of COVID. There were a lot of things that now you can't do that you could do before. But with this new Delta variant, it's showing the same symptoms as the cold or the flu, which don't stop you from doing those things, maybe for a couple days, but it doesn't last longer than a few days. And on, of course, and the argument is, shouldn't you just get the vaccine so then you wouldn't have to worry about either pre-existing conditions that you could possibly get into or or um, potentially the Delta variant. And, and no doubt you don't know how the virus is going to react inside your body if you're not vaccinated. It can react in any different way. And you know that it can react in any different way, but you know the risks and you're willing to take it. But yet again, the argument is, do, should you still get it regardless? No doubt, it, it'd, be, it'd be worth it just to get it because, I mean, better to be safe than sorry. But at the exact same time, it's all about looking at the risks, which in America, 
there's always risks every single time. And if you know that you're healthy and you look at the circumstances at hand, it should seem more as if it's up to you to do it. But we're at a point in time where Americans are now being forced to go back in this position as we did beforehand because of people who have chosen they don't want to get it because either their circumstances they don't trust COVID and that they don't um, not COVID they don't trust the vaccine or they just don't feel like that they need it right Which, and oh you go oh no no it's fine I'm gone. so let me remind the audience we take risks every day it's up to us not the government to weigh those risks and decide for ourselves whether we're going to take our chances or not I mean, you know what's best for you. The government does not know your personal situation. You do and your doctor does. So you and your doctor are the ones who should ultimately make the decision. Now, other outside sources can suggest you take the vaccine, maybe give you reasons to, but it's ultimately up to you and your doctor whether you want to take it. And I'd also like to point out that people that have had COVID have built up antibodies. They have, they have immunity to it, natural immunity, which is comparable, if not better, than the immunity granted by the vaccines. So if you had COVID, you have no really, you really have no need to get the vaccine because you already have antibodies that will be able to fight it. And another reason to, for people not wanting to take the vaccines, actually, I'll, I'll list off a couple of reasons. One of the main reasons, though, is that once you get the vaccine, you now run the risk of if you get another variant, it could be it, your, your body may not be very good at responding to it. It may hit you a bit harder than had you not got the vaccine because the vaccines are designed to combat one specific variant. They're not supposed to go after multiple because they're not made to do that. Some other reasons someone may not want to get the vaccine. The infection fatality rate is much lower than we previously presumed. I mean, it, if you go back a little over, well, a little less than a year ago, there were not from COVID, but God forbid, if you were in the hospital, if you had COVID, you were walking around with COVID and you got shot or something, you were labeled as a COVID death because you had COVID. So it wasn't necessarily that they were dying from COVID. It's just that they had COVID when they died, which is wrong. So obviously now that the numbers are corrected, the ratio between the infections and the fatalities are much broader. Also, Natural Mini has an outstanding historical record being able to combat other deadly diseases in the past. So if you'd gotten uh, if you'd gotten that 1918 flu and survived, you had natural immunity, you were good. And other flus like it, once you build up natural immunity, your body's your body's immune system is designed that once you get a virus, it's going to fight the virus and then it's going to build antibodies to it so that when it comes back in the future, it'll be ready. That's the whole point of the immune system. So by letting it do it naturally, run its course naturally, response to it than a vaccine would do and no doubt that can run its own risks as well yet again your body may react to the virus for the first time differently which can which can unfortunately result in you being hospitalized but the exact same time like you mentioned your body can strengthen from it but no doubt it has been shown that you can get infected again a second time but at the exact same time there's new variants that are constantly mutating and evolving which might react with your body a little bit differently and with the exact same time your body has a better understanding no doubt it'd be better it'd be better to get the vaccine to be safe than sorry at the same time if you get the virus 
the first time and you do make it out, you always do have natural immunity. That's just how the human body works. But it yet again, as we mentioned, it's up to the person if they understand the risk that they're that they're going to undertake and that they can get the virus and they don't know exactly how their body's going to react, but they're willing to take the risk to walk out to the store every day or to go to work. No doubt if your work requires you to get the vaccine, it'd be best just to cooperate and get the vaccine. No doubt it's not gonna it's not gonna harm you in any way, but it's it'd just be better getting to get the vaccine. Yet again, well, more about choice. Well, if you were to get heart inflammation, the vaccine could harm you. And really, it's not your workplace's it's not their it's not their place to force you to take an experimental vaccine. That's up to you and your doctor, as we said before. So really, the government and the workplace have no right to force you to put something in your body that you don't consent to. So you shouldn't lose your job over this. And honestly, for me personally, if my workplace were to enforce vaccine, force all of vaccines, well then, I'm not I'm not just going to get the vaccine because I was told to. I'm going to I'm going to try and fight it, if you will. Of course, we ought to be respectful in all cases when we are, but we should stand up to this kind of stuff because it's wrong. It's not their place to force us to get the vaccine. And as we mentioned before, it's all about choice in this matter. If you choose to get the vaccine, then it's to be safe and sorry. No doubt you have the risk of running to um, meet back against with the COVID virus and you might get it and you might get a new variant that the vaccine might be a little bit iffy with and you might get sick, but not as much as you would if you didn't. But if you don't get the vaccine and you get sick, well, no doubt in the second the second time around, you'll get you'll probably get sick again, but it'll be way less. But that yet again, if you know your body, then you should understand the risks that you're taking. If you do get the virus, if you know that you're sick and that you're unhealthy, then it'd be more wiser to get the vaccine just so you can be safe than sorry. So if you encounter the virus, that means you run a lower risk of different bodily functions being harmed in the process. But if you know you're healthy and you either have and it's either you don't trust the vaccine or you just feel as if there's no need to get it, then that's your choice that you want to make. That's your choice that you wanted to make. It's perfectly fine. It's the choice that it's the choice that you want to make, basically. And and, and that's your doctor. And it's up to you and your doctor. If your doctor sees that clearly that you are that you cannot encounter the virus or else you're going to be hospitalized, then cooperate and just go and take it and be like, oh, my goodness gracious. Um, if, if that's the case, might as well just go get it. But if you see really no risk, like you're in a rural area, like rural area and you see that clearly I'm not going to encounter too many people. I have no need. Then go right on ahead. Don't get the vaccine. But my problem currently is we're going back into this time because beforehand people were waiting for the vaccine which many people were getting infected because of it and people that were unhealthy that really couldn't have a choice in the situation but to wear a mask but yet again the masks aren't completely effective you can still get infected and people were dying all around not lots of people had that choice but now and now people have a choice to get the vaccine or not to get the vaccine. And now the people that are um and now the people that are getting infected, well, 
that they're the people that chose not to get the vaccine. But yet again, it's about choice, not about forcing people and now forcing the people who have cooperated to go back on this mandate. Right. And if you'll notice throughout this whole pandemic, the experts have always given us a goalpost. Originally, it was two weeks to flatten the curve. We flattened the curve, but yet they kept us locked down. Then they said we had to drop infections. Infections dropped. Then they said we had to drop deaths. Then drop deaths dropped. Then they slightly started to go back up, and then they said we had to wait for a vaccine. So they kept pushing the goalposts back and back and back. And now that we have the vaccine, they don't really have many other things that they can say besides everyone needs to get vaccinated, but a lot of people are getting vaccinated. So they have to now make it a pandemic of the unvaccinated that also affects vaccinated people. So they're continuing to push the goalpost backwards, but it's kind of like if you've seen Charlie Brown. Charlie goes to kick the ball. Lucy pulls it away. Charlie falls on his butt. That's kind of what this whole thing feels like, is right when we feel like we're about to get out, some new thing happens, we get pulled back down, and it's this endless cycle of it. And eventually, I think the solution is just stop. We're, we're done. We, we've done, we've met this all these goalposts that you've wanted us to. We've met all of them. So it's time that we just decide we're done with this. We're going to live our lives normally. And regardless... And there's going to be people who don't want to get the vaccine because they chose not to. And there is a surge because and there is a surge because of it. But those are the people who chose not to do it. And then you have the other population of America who is perfectly vaccinated, can get booster shots if they if they so trust it and can survive and push through. It's perfectly fine. They won't get affected by it. And we're at a point now where anyone is available anyone is available to go get the vaccine they can choose to get the vaccine if they want to and with this new mandate again no doubt the surge is because of people who've chosen not to get it now vaccinated people have to wear the mask can't do certain things anymore yet again certain things have been taken away again because of people who chose not to take the vaccine and it's like you mentioned, it's it's constant, it's a constant cycle. And this time it doesn't make sense because as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, they explicitly said, if you have, if you've taken the vaccine, then you're perfectly safe. You're perfectly fine. COVID cannot affect you or it can, but at the most minimalist degree, it'll affect you by the slightest. And then you'll start. Yeah. So, essentially, in closing with this whole vaccine thing, it's up to you and your doctor. No one else should be, no, it's no one else's place to tell you that you need to get the vaccine or not. It's up to you and your doctor. You need to judge your circumstances. If you're, in, if you're high risk for the virus, have any pre-existing conditions, by all means, I rec- I'm no doctor. I'm merely listening to this, what the science says about it. I, yeah, disclaimer, I'm not a doctor. So, from what the science says, if you're at high risk, you should... Analyze your risks, talk with your doctor, get vaccinated or not get vaccinated. It's up to you. And also, if you chose not to get vaccinated, you're taking that risk. We're, we shouldn't hold everybody up. To, we shouldn't make everybody social distance to wear a mask just because you chose not to get vaccinated. That's on you. Yeah, and that's, ba- and that's the simple solution to it. Yeah, and that's basically all we got. Yeah. Well, I think we should talk about the masks just a little bit, if you don't mind. Oh, oh, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, so there's been this... It's been the debate of the whole pandemic. 
Do the masks work? Well, Town Hall recently published an article commenting on the efficacy of masks and asking questions that ought to be asked. From the Town Hall piece written by Dr. Dr. Makari, the CDC now admits that with or without masks... Oh, sorry, this is the wrong piece. From the Town Hall piece, the CDC now admits that with or without masks, 15 minutes of close contact with an infected person will spread the virus. And given the fact that it has always taken 15 minutes of close contact with an infected person to spread the virus, that means masks are generally useless. From the CDC report directly, an individual who has had close contact six feet or equal to or less than 15 minutes. Then it goes on to talk about they can get infected. Note, and at the bottom it says, note, this is irrespective of whether the person with COVID-19 or the contact was wearing a mask or whether the contact was wearing a respiratory personal protective equipment or PPE. So it says, if you're within six feet for more than 15 is about the average time it takes for the virus to spread. Whether you're wearing a mask or not doesn't matter is what the CDC is saying. You will still get infected. And yeah, and that and that definitely showed, especially when COVID first came by and we started wearing masks, regardless, thousands of Americans were constantly getting infected following the mandate. And no doubt it was, it helped by the slightest, but it was more about getting in and out in a timely manner and staying away from people, which is why lots of people are fatigued because we had to stay home. We had to stay away from people. And if you were around someone who was infected, it, you're regardless, if you stayed around them long enough, you were definitely going to get infected. The mask would, in a limiting effect, help you by the slightest. But as COVID began to mutate more and more, it it spread rapidly. And, and the only time where you really uh, saw stuff slow down is when people were now getting vaccinated. That's when you really saw a slowdown in the spread of cases and the rise of cases in that matter. Right. And the town hall piece goes on to kind of what you're elaborating to. Further in the town hall piece, if the powers that be were correct, the areas that took a softer approach to lockdowns and masks would all be suffering immensely, while those with hard lockdowns and men would be done with this, right? So why is maskless lockdown why is maskless lockdownless Sweden almost back to normal while Peru India, Brazil, California, and Colombia, who had harsh masks and harsh lockdowns, still languish. Of course, the counter-response would be, but people did not wear their mask diligently. If that were true, then why was influenza almost non-existent last flu season? It makes no sense and only contributes to the point that masks are not effective at preventing the spread of COVID. So it's important to remember that the, the droplets that COVID rides on are extremely tiny, and the mask is not tightly woven enough even the N95s, they're better, but they don't they still don't help a whole lot. They're not mm -hmm. tightly woven enough to stop those particles from passing through the mask. And if you remember, it's an airborne virus, so it doesn't necessarily travel on spit alone. So it will stop coughs or sneezes, which are occasional. So that's really the only thing they're good for stopping, because every time you exhale, if you have the virus, it's it's leaving your mouth and it's going into the air. So the masks really don't help much at all. They help a tiny bit. And it also leads that to the point that um, those with the mask, there are some downsides. And uh, the next piece I'm going to mention, now this one is written by Dr. Marty Makari, recently published in a piece in the Wall Street. Quote, those who have myopia, nearsightedness, can have difficulty seeing because a mask fogs their glasses. This has long been a problem for medical students in the opera. 
Masks can cause severe acne and other skin problems. The discomfort of a mask distracts some children from learning. By increasing airway resistance during exhale exhalation, masks can lead to increased levels of carbon dioxide in the blood. And masks can be vectors for pathogens if they become moist or are used for too long. So if you're sick and you're constantly breathing into the same masks over and over again, those pathogens and those viruses are all going to build up in the mask and you're just going to be continually being inhaling that and exhaling that. So it's, it's not really much of a change of the air you're inhaling and exhaling, not to mention car increased levels of carbon dioxide in the blood can be potentially life-threatening if they go on for too long. You need oxygen. Carbon dioxide is bad for you. And you're constantly re-inhaling that because the mask traps some of it. And each time you inhale, you get more in. So that's the problem with prolonged mask wearing. And that's why schools should not force people to wear masks, no matter the vaccination status. And yet again, as we mentioned before, it's more up to the person whether or not they should get vaccinated and whether or not they should wear a mask or not, depending on their circumstances. If you're vaccinated, then well, you don't need a mask in the first place because you're perfectly protected and the mask won't help you. I, it really, especially with this variant, it's more infectious, which means a mask won't help you as much, especially now than it did beforehand. And even back then, as you said, it was still spreading everywhere. And only the people who are vaccinated really are perfectly protected from it. So to wrap this all up, it's more, it's more of, it's more of choice in this matter, whether or not right. to mask or to get vaccinated. And if you understand your circumstances, your risks, then that's the risk you're going to take or to be safe than sorry. So, right. The solution here that we, I guess we come to a consensus on, Nick, if you agree, mm -hmm. look at your circumstances, look at the data, look how much you're at risk. Masks are not good, but they help just a little bit. If you if you really want to go to all lengths, by all means, wear the mask, get vaccinated. But ultimately, it's no one else. It's up to you and your doctor whether you choose to get vaccinated and wear a mask. That should be up to you. Government or your workplace should not force either on you. Would we agree yeah. on that solution? Yeah. And, all right. And that's the topic. All um, right. Thank you guys for listening. If any if anyone listened um we're trying to get this all on youtube it's gonna it's gonna take some time having technical difficulties but um besides that thank you for listening and have a great thank day. you and really you guys you guys are what makes our why we're doing this we're doing this for you and uh, by please give us your feedback you can reach us on instagram just look up our names will come up but by all means we're curious to hear your feedback i mean this podcast isn't for us it's for you and no. we just we enjoy what we're doing we enjoy we're well, we believe we're well researched on these topics and we just we want to get the truth out. So please, by all means, comment on it, reach out to us, give us some critiques, what you like, what you don't like, and uh, we'll be yeah. sure to make something that everybody kind of likes and it's enjoyable to listen to for about 30 minutes of your time. So really, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you very much for listening. It means a lot to us. Yeah, thank you for listening and have a good day. Have a great day.